0: So our goal is to IPO within five years. We want to compete with Starbucks. We want to grow to the same level, similar scale as Starbucks and Dummy Donuts. We believe that with our model, we can grow really fast. We can scale really fast. It took Blue Bottle 10 years to grow from one store to 12 or 13 locations. It only took us two years.
1: Welcome back, everyone, on another episode of Next Big Thing HQ, where we interview founders and showcase startups that are raising capital via RegCF. We have an amazing guest today, Mong Wang, the founder of Artly. Mong, thank you for joining
0: us today. It's my pleasure. Hi, everyone. So tell us a little bit about Artly. Yeah, uh, Artly will build a robot to make uh, specialty coffee drinks. Uh, We realized that uh, in the U.S., specialty coffee is on... down the rice, there's a huge demand for it, but uh, the current solution cannot scale. Compared to s- Starbucks, the, the biggest specialty coffee chain, Blue Bottle, only has tens of thousands of locations. The biggest uh, hurdle for any specialty coffee, ch- coffee chain to grow is the labor. Uh, for specialty coffee to be special, everything has to be high quality. From the beans, from the, the barista techniques, equipment, everything has to be much better. So it normally means that they need to hire skills for baristas, and that's the biggest issue for them. Especially after COVID, less and less people want to work uh, as a barista. You cannot just hire any barista from Starbucks to make special coffee drinks, because uh, baristas at Starbucks just push the button into the machine who makes the drink. At a special coffee chains, the barista has to operate all the tools they use different uh, machines and use a much higher tier to make it, to prepare the drink. So it puts a lot of uh, requirement on what type of people you you can hire. And barista is a hard job. It's mm-hmm. long hour, labor very labor very intensive, and the, the pay is not great. Uh, so that's why um, no no one wants to, to work as a barista in, in special coffee shops anymore. So to solve the gap between demand and supply, we know that robotics and AI can help. But my background is AI and robotics. Uh, so we know that no matter how complex the workflow is, no matter how much skills and experience you need, it can always train the, the robot to master it. And once you teach the robot h- how to do certain things, they will never f- forget. And the more they do the drink, the more they do the job, it'll only get better because to teach the robot what you need is data. And as you have more data, as the robot make more drinks, to will gather more data, it will train the model better and better.
1: So how do you train these robots? And for everyone listening, this isn't like a, a humanoid robot. This is a robot more of, would you classify it as like almost like an arm-like robot where it's just a moving arm yep. and it will move around, grab different items and fully make your coffee from end to end, which is so fascinating, right? It gets the order and then it'll you know, crush up the espresso beans, put it in the little espresso maker, pour it, then froth the creamer, pour the creamer in the coffee and then serve it to the customer. So how do you train yeah. the robot to do that end-to-end process?
0: Uh, it use the same workflow. So how we train the robot is that we use ma- a motion capture device and we put those motion capture devices on, on the human barista uh, and also the tools and the machines they use. We want to record the exact action of the human barista making the drink. And after multiple sessions of recording, uh, we'll let the robot to repeat those actions, exact action. And uh, of course, the robots will make some mistakes, but after certain intuitions, the robot will learn how to make certain drinks. And we also use computer vision to guide the robot to do certain things. Because uh, no matter how hard you mount your tools, mount your equipment, they always change. And we also want our robot to eventually be able to operate in any coffee shops. So we don't want to put a lot of constraint on the location of the machines and tools. So it to use the camera, identify and localize the objects on the table and plan its actions on the fly. For each drink, it the trajectory is different. The trajectory of the actions are different.
1: So it doesn't need the, let's say the espresso maker doesn't need to be in the same exact place for every single coffee shop because the robot has a camera where it can basically signal and acknowledge, okay, the espresso maker is over here. It's not going to a specific distance, but it's more of going to that object to accomplish the task. But when you talk about training the robot, how long does it take
0: to train these robots? So typically uh, it takes just a couple of hours to record. And after it's recorded, we take another day or two to to let the robot adapt the, the recording to its new environment. It does not take too long. And uh, of course, all the object detection and identification models are pre-trained. And uh, we don't need to retrain those models each time we want the robot to repeat certain things.
1: So once you program one robot, all the data gets stored into the model. And then you can just basically select that model and send it out to when you make more robots in the future so that you don't have to retrain each robot individually. They all are running under the same model. So once you train run one, they're all good.
0: Yes, yes. So that they share the same computer vision model. They use the same model to identify and localize objects on the tape. Okay. And, and also the motion planning is the same.
1: I was looking at your LinkedIn and you described Artly as, we are developing intelligent robots able to learn from human professionals to master any tool, operate any equipment, perfect any technique, and replicate the most complex recipes with precision and heart. And yes. there's a lot I want to get into there first. It sounds like the the goal is not just coffee but there's a much bigger goal that you want artly to accomplish to do to be able to operate so what is yeah. that goal what is that vision that you want artly to become
0: we want Artly robot to be able to carry out kind of labor uh, for example they can can prepare special specialty um, coffee and later on we will teach the robot how to make high quality cocktail drinks for example, to prepare high-quality cocktail drinks, you need to operate a, a lot of tools like knives, spoon. you need to pick flowers to decorate your cocktail, and you need to place a two-by-two ice cubes precisely, or you sometimes you need to sculpture your ice cubes. So those techniques need a lot of not only visual uh, perception, but also how to use two-arms Manipulating tools mm-hmm. and to manipulate manip- the tool to do the sculptures thing—it's a very demanding task, and so far, no robots can do it. The entire computer vision AI community are still working on how to achieve this task.
1: And I do find that interesting because there are other robotic coffee shops or coffee makers that are competitors. But they don't seem to be taking the approach that you're taking, where it's trying to offer more of a, a premium and add the art aspect when it comes to either making coffee or making cocktails. It seems like the competitors want to go down the route of almost like a factory and let's figure out just how to make simple drinks and just produce them and get them out. So why is your approach kind of going more the art aspect,
0: more of the premium route? So by setting a high goal for our robots, we think this is a more direct have for our robots to acquire the generalization capability for it to do uh, other things. For example, we, we realized that uh, a lot of the skills required to prepare drinks and uh, food are very common and they're they the same. For example, to prepare a drink, you need to understand the liquid dynamics. You need to uh, know how to tell whether the, this liquid is full or tell the cup is full or empty or half full. And you need to understand what's the notion of pouring. Well, what does pour mean? For example, if I ask the, the robot to make this liquid full, and I have put another container full of liquid, the robot needs to understand, oh, I need to lift this container and rotate so that the liquid will come out from its uh, opening and to fill this cup. And you need to dynamically adjust the pouring because the, the gravity uh, will change the direction of the flow of the liquid. So you need to then make a change your action so that the liquid ends up in the cup, not on top of the table. So things like this is very simple for us. You don't need to think about when you pour water from a teacup to, to, to another. But for robots, we still need to teach them how to, how to do this even mm-hmm. the simplest thing because it does not have the, the notion. It does not have the perception capability so far. Uh, Recently, there are a lot of uh, multimodal language models coming up and uh, there are a lot of common knowledge embedded in those uh, multimodal language models. So we are currently leveraging those common knowledge to accelerate this training process.
1: Explaining that process, you know, makes me realize as humans, we take for granted a lot of the basic stuff that we do when it comes to just picking up a pen or picking up, let's say a dumbbell, you know, picking up something super fragile. We understand just subconsciously, oh, this is gonna be more fragile, lighter, I have to pick it up a little bit differently, but we don't process it consciously. So, training the robot to do that has to be pretty complex. Have you had to deal with any hallucinations of the robot? Has that ever come up where, you know, because you see GPT often does this where there's a halluc- <laughs> hallucination every now and then. I'm wondering, so what is your perspective and have you had to deal with that and then how do you kind of prevent that from happening in the future?
0: So to uh, control hallucination, we need to fine-tune the model. We cannot use the off-the-shelf ChatGPT model. So to combat hallucination, we just need to provide a lot of negative training samples and force the model to give a rational answer. Yeah, And okay. we also let the robot to predict the confidence of its answers. Uh, if the confidence of the answer is not reached to a certain point, uh, we will discard that response and let human to intervene. And you At have go back to them.
1: And you have nine active coffee shops right now, right?
0: We've opened the tenth one. Yeah. Uh, oh, congrats! In, in, <laughs> yeah, and thank you. The the latest one is in Vancouver, Canada. Well, that's awesome. So
1: you have what four in Cali, two in Oregon, two in Washington, and then
0: Portland, Oregon, and one in New York, and one in Vancouver. I'll have to
1: check out the New York one. So you have ten stores, and these robots they're operating. They're delivering coffees. I'm assuming each time the robot performs a task of completing a coffee end to end, it goes into the model. So over time, the model only gets better and better, more efficient, and more efficient. Yeah, but that's right. Raising on RegCF CF and for
0: potential investors, what is the business model for our... Yeah, the business model for us is to scale up our coffee business. And in terms of vision, our vision, it's very similar to what Elon Musk is working on. With the Tesla bots, I think that their vision is similar to us in, in the sense that they would also want to develop a robot system that can uh, reduce the dependency on, on labor. We are taking a different approach. Uh, they want to start from the top. They want to develop a generic humanoid form factor. And then they, they are looking for applications for this robot. It's like they are creating a tool and now they are creating a hammer and looking for nails. <laughs> uh, <but laughs> for us, we are taking a different uh, approach I think any AI system, any robotic system, it will very likely to falter if there's not killer application. We will want to find a killer application for our technology first. Then we gradually add more capabilities to the robot that will make it more general. Our technology is very similar to self-driving car companies who retrofit existing cars with sensors and algorithms so that the allow the cars to drive themselves, to make the cars smarter, to be aware of the things around it and to do pet planning on the fly. So for us, we, we do not make the robotic arm. We do not make the mechanical part. The industrial collective robots uh, have been widely used in a lot of different applications, mostly in warehouse manufacturing mm-hmm. and packaging and labs. Yeah, we don't want to create another robotic arm. What we want to do is to make the arm smarter by by adding sensors and algorithms.
1: So with that approach, it's almost like you understand it, it opens a door for more problems that can be solved in the future. Whether it's you know helping coffee shops because they have a labor shortage, they can't hire baristas fast enough. You can go that route. You can also go the cocktail bar route, and you know in the future, become the robotic arm can become the bartender, right? So if they can't hire yeah. if the bar can't hire bartenders. They have the robotic arm that can help them out. I want to switch to more of some of the financials, if you don't mind.
0: I oh, uh, haven't fully answered your previous question about business, the business model. To realize our vision of creating uh, general purpose robots, I know that we need a lot of investments. We need a lot of resources. We can have two approaches to it. We can reach a lot of of money, or we already have a business that can fund this research. We're not like Tesla, where they already have a profitable business. And they have a profitable EV business, which can constantly invest more money on their Tesla bots project. But for us, since we are a small startup, we do not have that yet. So we want to create that profitable business, which in our case is specialty coffee. We realize specialty coffee is the the perfect entry point for our technology. Once we get a stronghold in that market, the profit generated by our coffee business will fuel our research and development. It will make our robots get smarter and more capable, and a smarter robot will, in return, make our coffee drinks better and fancier, and they'll enable us to make even more type of drinks, like cocktail.
1: It's basically a flywheel effect, right? It's slow spin, but then it starts speeding up faster and faster and faster. Now, the coffee shops, they're already profitable, right? You had uh, 100K in revenue in 2021, 910K in 2022. So what was your revenue for 2023? And then if you don't mind us sh- uh, mind sharing, what's the cost to know, operate these robots?
0: The revenue last year was 1.8 million. That is now final number, roughly it's, it's a 1.8 million.
1: That's awesome, congrats.
0: Yeah, 2X than the year before. We believe this year we'll do another 2X at least. So yeah, the coffee business, it's growing rapidly. All the coffee shop, all the coffee shops we have are profitable. The cost, I think that this is crucial for us because the single purpose of our coffee business is to be profitable.
1: Because it helps fund the R and D, right?
0: Yes. So uh, if the alcohol coffee business is not profitable, then we must be doing something wrong. So to make the coffee business profitable, we have to make our coffee quality the best. Uh, it's very easy for any robotic coffee business to acquire the first batch of customers because it's new and uh, only a few people have tried this before. So people would like try the first cup. Uh, so our goal is very simple. We will make everything we do to improve the quality to make the quality of coffee best, so that the customers will keep coming back.
1: Okay. So then on that note, what has been the traction and then the customer receptiveness so far, customer feedback from these customers that come into the
0: coffee shop? Yeah, the the feedback so far in general is very positive. 40% of our sales are coming from repeating customers. So that's a very exciting data for us. That means we are doing something right. And then is your approach
1: to scalability, trying to open as many stores? Is that kind of the approach? Are you also thinking about maybe doing a franchise type model where other people can open the stores and you implement the technology for them. I guess, what is your model for scaling to hit your goals in the next few years?
0: In the near future, uh, I mean, the near future means this year, we'll focus on two things. One is leveraging our business partners to open more locations inside their businesses. For example, Muji and the other office buildings, they already have a space. They just want to provide their customers with high-quality coffee. So for this model, we don't need to pay rent. We'll do a profit sharing with them. Okay. So for us, this is the easiest, lowest hanging fruit because our business partners already have so many locations for us to scale up this year. And the other direction we want to double down is the the directly owned locations. uh, Where we rent this location, we install our robots And then we have full control of this space. So this is like a a test bed for our technology. Because we have more control of the space. We can iterate on user experience much faster.
1: Do you have to have a human in the store? Does it require like a human employee in the store to manage
0: and to watch over the robotics? Or is it fully robotic? It's fully robotic. Our stores do not require a person. In a lot of our stores, we do have a human staff there. Uh, To provide customer service and to self-rood, the purpose of that store staff is just to provide customer service. So it's it's very interesting that uh, a lot of our customers will get more human interactions in our robotic coffee shop than uh, most other coffee shops. Especially when their coffee shops are very busy, they do not have time to chat with you to provide customer support. But in our coffee shop, because it's the the only task for the store staff.
1: Okay, it's just to chat with the customers. to answer any questions that they might have. They don't have to worry about actually making the order. That makes sense. They can focus on just one task. And that's, you know, making sure the customer is happy. Now, I would imagine the traditional coffee business model, it's to grow at scale, you have to open more and more stores. But there's a very high labor cost, and it's very capital intensive. Now, With Artly, is that going to be the case when you scale where it's going to, you know, you don't have the labor costs, you have the machines, but how capital intensive is it to open a new store?
0: It's it's similar to any other coffee shops. For us to deploy one robot, it only cost us $50,000. That includes all the coffee equipment and the robot. For a traditional coffee shop, the coffee equipment alone could cost Mm
1: $50,000. And then... I was watching a couple of videos. This one girl, she did a video. She was reviewing the coffee. She was comparing Artley's coffee versus Starbucks. And she said Lee's coffee was so much better just because of the precision in Lee's coffee. Because the robot does the same exact pour, the same exact design. I'll put the links in uh, the description below. But what was really cool was it draws a flower for, I think, the lattes every single time. Because it uses that human element and because it knows how to pour and understands the pour So, you know, that was super fascinating. And I guess that leads me to my next question, which is what's been the biggest challenge so far with Artly and just growing and scaling the company?
0: The biggest challenge is still technical challenge. As I said, there are still a long way to go to teach the robot how to manipulate all the tools and to know all the concepts really, really well. They will still need to train many, many more different models. To train the models, we need to gather more data and to label them. to deploy them and to upgrade our AI accelerators at the edge. Oh yeah, another big challenge, because we are making coffee, people have certain expectations on the speed. We do not have all the time in the world. For different AI models running inside our robot, we have to deploy that model at the edge. So we we need to shrink the size of the model, or we can get a much larger GPU to host all the models. What do you mean, at the edge? Uh, I mean, all the inference, all the deep learning inference, has to be done on the at the edge. Uh, at the edge means it has to be close to all, all the robot. We cannot do the processing on the cloud.
1: Okay, okay, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, and we we have very strict real time requirement for uh, on the latency of the model, so it can it has to to do the inference really really fast.
1: So then, on that note, you are raising on Start Engine and raising these funds, how are these funds going to be allocated in order to help accelerate the growth going forward?
0: Most of the funds will be spent on R&D to improve our deep learning models and to improve the design of our mechanical parts. We still have some minor mechanical parts that we we need to to produce. And yeah, we need to increase this facility so that we can make more robots at one time. Yeah, so most of the money will be spent on R&D, including hiring and maintaining our engineer, engineering team. And also that's the main thing that we want to spend uh, because our coffee business is profitable. We don't need to spend more money on that. If we need money, really we need to acquire the robots in you know, a larger batch, mm-hmm. uh, but we will recoup those hardware uh, costs in less than six months. Any future investment will be spent on R&D.
1: What's your five to 10 year vision of Artly when you go to bed at night and you think about where Artly will be in the future, what are you imagining? What are you planning? What are you uh, visualizing?
0: We have a goal of opening 200 locations in two years, and 100 in one year. So our goal is to IPO within five years, of course, because we we want to compete with Starbucks. We want to grow to the same level, uh, same size, a similar scale as Starbucks and the D- 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 Donuts. We believe that with our model, we, can grow really fast. We can scale really fast. It took Blue Bottle 10 years to grow from one store to 12 or 13 locations. It only took us two years. And we'll accelerate much faster once all the models are fully trained so that we can reduce the operational load. And also, we'll improve the design so that we can make robots at a much faster speed.
1: How long will it take for the models to be fully trained?
0: It's different from models to to models the longest pool is data gathering and data cleaning okay. that take a long time.
1: That takes time. But as you scale, you're going to yeah. gather more data from more orders, more revenue, more coffee cups sold.
0: Let's, yeah. Yeah. Going to get good the good flywheel spinning.
1: Yeah, exactly. Last question. What advice would you give to aspiring entrepreneurs? If you could go back to 2021, 20, 22, what advice would you tell yourself back then?
0: The advice is to... Find a killer application for technology. If you are a tech founder, I trust your capability to execute, to, I mean, to do red code or to build stuff. So for tech founders like me, the biggest challenge is to find the killer application. So my advice is to talk to experts in different industries to find what the value add you can provide okay. and what the delta you can provide. Find the biggest delta and you can start from there.
1: I'm sorry, I just have to ask one more, but how'd you come across the application of Harley and, you know, creating coffee?
0: Because we are in Seattle. We are exposed to a very vibrant coffee culture. Uh, A lot of our friends own, actually own specialty coffee chains. So yeah, just by talking to them, we realized that that, there is an opportunity here.
1: Well, that's awesome. Mong, thank you for coming on. Any final thoughts? Where can people find you? I'll put the start engine link down below. But is there a specific place where people can find you, people can talk to you, maybe potential investors where they can reach out and ask any questions?
0: Yeah, people can reach out on my LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn or email. I put my email on my LinkedIn.
1: I appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Artleak is such an awesome company. I'll put a couple of video clips down below. Everyone listening, you have to watch the videos. I mean, you walk into the coffee shop and the robot will say your name, say hi, talk to you, and then make your coffee from end to end. It's absolutely fascinating. But as always, thank you for coming on. We appreciate you. And best of luck with this final, when does the round close? When are you planning on closing the round? Uh, March. Best of luck till then. And I'm going to check out the New York Artly Coffee Shop, and I cannot wait. So we appreciate it. And thank you for coming on.
0: Thank you. You're welcome to so our long. coffee shop. <laughs>